was going to do a bit at the top of the episode, and now I'm chickening out. I'll just do it. I'm ready. ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Hello, 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 hello. And welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily. And Raquel. This is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we're doing our bonus review of 18 again. Oh, was that a good bit? Uh, it was, was such a good me? bit. You did the best job, I love it. Thanks. Uh, any good bit requires me to just force you to review it instantly. <laughs> I mean, Thanks. I- I think that that should be required just generally for anyone who, like, really sticks their neck out, tries something new, because it can be intimidating. And I think that every time I stick my neck out, if someone backed me up immediately and was like, fuck yes, I love it, keep doing you, perfection, then I might take more risks. That's fair. I think that's psychology. It... It feels good. I'm going to say being on the other side of it, it feels right. And I appreciate <laughs> you being that man for me. That hype man. Yep, I'll always be your hype guy. Thank you. Um, this, Yeah, we're talking about 18 again. Not to be confused with the 1988 classic, 18 again, with an exclamation point about a boy who body swaps his grandfather. It's This is 18 again, the Korean adaptation of the 2009 film starring Matthew Perry and Zac Efron called 17 Again, which is not to be confused with 17 Again, all spelled out, starring Tia, Tamara, and Taj Maori. A few names, a little bit of a throwback there for any Disney Channel lovers, where um, Taj is a boy genius who creates a soap that can anti-age people and accidentally anti-ages his grandparents, played by one of one of the twins. So his sister is one twin, his grandma is the other twin, and they kind of connect and discover what's the meaning of life and youth. You just uncovered a me- like being memory unlocked. I I think I had buried that one, that Disney Channel movie. Had you D- seen it? Yeah, I've totally seen that one because the grandpa also uses the soap and they both become young again. And it seems like there's a joke in there about how cool it was in the 70s to have acne scars. <laughs> and the that like they didn't or he didn't and so it didn't work out or what or I don't know like he he was like disappointed that he didn't have his acne scars or something. Oh my god. But maybe I made that up. But I think that that joke is definitely in that show. And I just completely forgot about it entirely. I forgot about the existence of that show. I loved all of the Maoris growing up, though. They were great. That's probably the best iteration of all of the... I mean, aside from 18 again, was very good. But of all the 17 agains... Uh, that was probably my favorite iteration. <laughs> it's the only one I've seen. That's fair. I feel like I've probably seen both. Like, if it was running on the Disney Channel, I probably watched it. But I have no memory of it. I read the whole synopsis on Wikipedia. They just lay it all out on there. They're like, if you don't remember this movie, here it is. And if you've never seen it, don't bother watching it. It's all right here. You can just read it. So I spent way too much time doing that instead of actual research for our show. <laughs> but I, it didn't trigger anything. I'm not sure if I've seen it. I know I've seen the Matthew Perry, Zac Efron version, though. And I don't remember anything about it. So I think that's a pretty good hint that I could have seen anything. I just have no memory. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw that one, and I don't, I didn't know it was Matthew Perry that played older Zac Efron. I assume older Zac, they're the same person. Yeah. Very young, day young type si- uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I love Matthew Perry in the sense that Chandler Bing was my favorite friend, and I have not followed his career in any other way, so. <laughs> 
That's fair. He has a very dry sense of humor on Friends that was quite enjoyable. But I never really got into Friends. So yeah, I didn't didn't feel any need to follow any of them throughout their careers. And I think it's fair that you didn't catch Matthew Perry's next hit, 17 again. I say that like he was in nothing else after (laughs) saying I didn't follow his career at all. You may know that the only thing he did after Friends is 17 again, and uh, he didn't watch it. Cold. <laughs> ice cold, Raquel. That's messed up. <laughs> I think I watched it because I was... I think I watched it with my neighbors, and we were all, as you can imagine, pretty obsessed with Zac Efron at that point, as most of America was. Yes. Especially most of America's straight teenage girls. Yes. Yes. So that's why I watched it, and that's probably why I don't remember any of it. (laughs) Zac Efron does basketball? Sign me up. I'll be there. I will just watch Zac Efron's beautiful face as he plays the b-ball. One of the many (laughs) b-balls. That's, yeah, that's all I've got. Um, That's all of my Wikipedia journey. Most of... The pages that I looked at were all the other shows that this show could have been confused for, but everything on the 18 again Wikipedia was just long descriptions of the characters, and I've seen the show, so I didn't read them. Yeah, yeah, by that point it's like, no, I don't need this. Uh, it's also very funny to, um, I guess go back and read descriptions of the characters before you, or like after you finish the show. Because uh, it's almost like clinical. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like a little clinical description of these kids. And at that point, you're like, no, 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 no. They go through a whole journey. Or have you ever <laughs> disagreed? And Because I was reading some interviews where the actor who played Hong Dae Young, give me a second, I need to grab my notes that I, for some reason, left buried under things. So it's going <laughs> to be a noisy little time while I unbury them. Got him. Okay. Um, that was so brave. You just talked through it so you couldn't even cut it out. I know. Why did I do that? And then I immediately <laughs> shoulder bumped my pop filter and punched the desk. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Um, His name is Yoon Song Hyun. And he was describing his character as a man who aged physically but never emotionally matured or mentally matured and i would agree to disagree with the man who played the character so maybe that makes me a condescending monster but i (laughs) felt like he matured just fine it was i i don't know i would definitely want to frame it more as like a mental health journey that he went on than than giving him the descriptors of immature because it i don't think it was that i think it was um you know beaten down a little bit selfish but maybe not immature necessarily i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe those were symptoms of immaturity but yeah it's like we uh, i complained about (laughs) in the episodes where he's such a complex character that you can't really pin down just saying like oh he's immature he's emotionally stunted that would be too clean when even at 18 he was able to make this huge decision about his life and kind of do the right thing by his girlfriend and leave basketball to try and pursue a life with her I think he very clearly has lots of moments of emotional maturity and then even more so when he's, like, body-swapped back into his young self, people react to him all the time as, like, he talks like an old wise man. I think it's, yeah, weird to say, like, mm, no, he acts like an 18-year-old. Like, that, I don't think he does. I think he pretty clearly is very wise and very compassionate and very selfish like he's a very flawed character but it's too neat a description to say he's just emotionally stunted i'm just gonna climb up on your shoulders so i can reach my high horse 
<laughs> so that I can talk down to the actor. Yeah, both of us, together. Hop on my horse. It's pretty tall, <laughs> so... Why are we like this? Did we start our show like this? And did we become this? Yeah, could someone please let us know if we were always the worst or if we became the worst? I won't read that email. Yeah, like I really appreciate it. You've got to be so gentle though, because if anything disrupts this pedestal that I'm up here standing on, I will not be able to function for maybe all of time. <laughs> Tread cautiously. Please. <laughs> do not spook my high horse. <laughs> but also get us down from here. We do not deserve to be up here. Yeah. Get us like a ladder, like a gentle ladder. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's an interesting take. Um, I guess he didn't write the characters, so maybe that's okay. Yeah, uh... <laughs> Literally just talked about how we need to get off of our high horse. I'm going to do it again. I disagree with how Kim Hanul described her character in the same interview. That's uh, Jung Da Jung, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So she played perfect human being Jung Da Jung. No flaws. And <laughs> she described her as a warm yet broken character and i'm out here saying that there's no part of jung da jung that is broken she's warm uh, yeah. i'll give her that i would say she reached the end of like her patience and decided to end a relationship that had become toxic but i don't think that's it's fair to say that doing that is the same as being broken i don't know i can see it a little bit i can see where she's coming from on that one but again i don't think it covers the full scope of her character to just say she's a broken woman yeah and it was pretty short little clips of what they said and i assume it was also translated so there's just a solid chance mm. that it's just that the translation comes over as immature, or the translation, the closest translation, is broken, but that might not quite be the intention of the interviewee. But, yeah, that said, both of them, I was like, uh, I don't know, disagree with your take on the character that you played in this show for so many episodes. <laughs> Yikes. But like you started with, it might just be a product of having to condense your character into like one sentence versus going on this journey with them through an entire series and seeing how layered they are and seeing what they're going through versus, yeah, an interview where you're like, tell us about your show in one sentence. What's the character you play? And you're like, I don't freaking, it's a whole person. They're a whole person. How am I supposed to describe myself in one sentence? I can't. And I definitely can't do it for Jung Da Jung. She's perfection. I guess, full stop. <laughs> That's it. That's the sentence. Watch the show if you would like to know more. <laughs> in what ways is she perfect? View every all way. 16 episodes. Yeah, every way. Now watch all 16 episodes and learn what I mean. Uh-huh. Maybe you're not supposed to say that. When you're being interviewed, I'm not sure. Mm. <laughs> you're checking your nose. I'm so nervous. Is there something else on your notes that you don't want to talk about? No, it's not that. Mostly I was just kind of giving the computer a small beat, to, but making it the weirdest situation possible. But the video of you right now is so delayed, but the audio is not delayed at all, and I'm so scared of talking over you right now. Am I back? Am I kind of back? Yeah, a little bit. You're slow, like, the video's slow, but you're back. <laughs> okay, so another aspect of this interview, I'll just hop into these notes that I've been looking at. I, Raquel, what a twist, in a huge twist, I, Raquel, took notes for this bonus episode. I did not. I took nothing. And I'm so happy you came prepared. Roll reversal 17 again. Freaky Friday. Um, okay, so I thought this was very interesting. This interviewer asked 
the characters, what, or the actors who played the characters, the three main ones, what they wish they could tell their 18-year-old self. And so I thought it would be a fun activity. I'll read what they said, but I thought it might be a fun activity to also you and I decide what we would most want to tell our 18-year-old selves if we had the chance to go back and let them know something. Okay, I also want to guess who said what, so don't tell me. Just give me the three quotes, and then I'll guess who said which. Okay, this is actually a super, super fun game. I'm really excited. I'm going to pull up, I just paraphrased in my notes. I'm going to pull up the interview. I still have the tab up. Okay. Okay. So, the first one is, you're doing well. And like how you've written a lot of diary entries back then, always keep your diary filled with lots of hopeful stories. If you stay determined, you'll have a good future. Oh, okay. I'm going to have you read all three of them and then I'll guess at the end. Okay. It is okay to do whatever you want. You can dream as much as you want. And then the final one is, I want to tell myself to enjoy my school days more. It's a pity that I missed spending time with friends and living the life I could only enjoy in those days because I didn't have much interest in anything else other than exercising. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna guess... I'm gonna go by character names because I'm awful and don't want to pull up the page with the actors' names. So this will just be easier. I'm gonna say... Jung Da Jung, Hong Dae Young, and uh, Woo Young. Yeah, three for three. <gasps> Yay! Okay, that's very exciting. Yeah, I felt like the diary entries might have given away Jung Da Jung because I feel like I don't know. I I don't think it has to be, but I think it currently is a more feminine aspect to like do journaling and diary keeping not universally but you know yeah more, that's kind of what i leaned into yeah more predominantly but it doesn't have to be and i'd love to see a future where that feels less gendered yeah but um, for now it was kind of a giveaway yes so uh do you have anything that you would tell your 18 year old self it's, ah, it's so odd. I feel like the other one that was kind of a giveaway, the third one. What is that actor's name? Lee Do-hyun, I believe. Lee Do-hyun. I found out he's just a few months older than I am. And <laughs> I feel like his was a giveaway in that he immediately was like, if I had to talk to my high school self, I'd say enjoy high school. And I think that... When you're not too far out of high school, that's kind of the advice, right? It's just like, do you remember how high school was amazing and life was so much easier? And now that you're out in the real world, things are very difficult and hard to do. Me too. I remember that too. (laughs) That's like what you say at 25 years old. Um, I guess 18, I would have been in college and... I want to tell myself to appreciate the time with my parents more. They were, they were, I think, maybe separated at that time. I don't really remember. But uh, I lived with them still. For the first year of college, I lived with my parents. And I just, I will forever remember moving out when I was still 18, like, just before turning 19, I moved down to St. George to live with you and Jason. And I forgot to tell my dad. Like, he helped me put a bunch of stuff in my car. And then I just left. And, like, three weeks later, I came home to just have dinner with my family. And my dad was like, I didn't realize you were moving. I thought you were just, like, staying the night like you often did at your boyfriend's house. I didn't know you were, like, moving out. And I was like... I I feel bad about that. Kind of forever I've felt bad about that. I'm like, I don't think I was a good communicator. I've always just been really, really independent. And now, especially now as a new parent, you just care so much about your kids in a way that 
you never realize how much your parents care about you. I know that sounds terrible. I have middle child syndrome, everybody. That's a that's a thing that I suffer from. <laughs> and uh I think it manifests in me not communicating very well with my parents. And I wish I had done better by them when I was closer. So spend time with your parents. If if you've got a good relationship with them. If you don't, like forget that noise. But if you do, appreciate them. Yeah, like if if you're in a good place to, you know, enjoy your parents and it's like a safe space, I think that's very good advice for any 18-year-old, especially when 18-year-olds... I mean, I remember fighting with my mom as an 18-year-old because didn't maybe appreciate the time I had with them while I was there. And then as soon as I moved out, it was very immediate how much I appreciated them and missed them. And they became my favorite people very quickly. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I think distance helps. That definitely helped with my relationship with my siblings. I think we've got the best relationship now than as we've ever had because we don't live together anymore. But as far as just being around each other, I miss that, especially being here in Japan so far away. It's so much easier to be like, just, yeah, appreciate the people you've got in your life, your your family and your friends, especially at 18. People are just within arm's reach and you take it for granted that they'll always be within arm's reach. I feel like I talked a bunch. What's your advice? <laughs> I So my advice is tricky because it involves magic words that I don't think exist necessarily. But I just remember at 18 feeling just, it's been a decade. My birthday is in a couple of days, my 28th birthday. It's been a decade since I was 18. And I remember being overly vulnerable about just everything, right? Just not wanting to do anything because I felt like, you know, I wasn't good enough at a thing or people were watching me and would think I wasn't doing a good job or you know stuff that now as an adult I've learned very much just how much people don't really care what you're doing or are really (laughs) thinking about you at any given point at all really um but I wish that I had you know I would encourage myself to you know do stuff do more things try more things wear the clothes I always wanted to wear but didn't think I looked cute in or you know just a whole bunch of stuff but I think that that would also involve the advice of caring a little bit less about what other people think and letting Mm -hmm. go of that vulnerability a little bit and moving past that but uh I don't I don't know if just saying those words to 18 year old me would get through right those are kind of life lessons you have to learn it's just one of those things that I think there are some 18-year-olds that have a little bit more confidence, a little bit more I don't care inside of them mm-hmm. that in some ways really benefits them. That I did, I did not have that I don't care gene. I did not have that within me at all. I could not not care. <laughs> oh, that's really good advice. I feel like I maybe had just enough of that I don't care gene. I think it has manifested as a lack of social awareness that is not my favorite thing. But at 18, it really served me. And I was rocking that blue hair and that I had like a highlighter green sweater that I was freaking in love with. It's probably the ugliest thing, but I loved it. I think it's so cute still to this day. Now 28-year-old Raquel would wear that. But... Because why not? Yeah, but 18-year-old Raquel didn't want people to look at her, so she would never. Yeah, sorry. Sorry we were friends. (laughs) We actually became friends when I was 18. Wow. Yeah. So that was a good year for me. I just didn't know it. I met my best (laughs) friend. I just didn't know it at the time. But yeah, because we met at Jason's high school graduation, and he graduated... A year after me, so I would have been 18, almost 19. 
Mm, that's crazy. I'm glad you remember when we met. I thought we met at that open mic night at Grovacious, but I don't know which came first. Uh, I'm trying to think what open mic night. Oh no, was I underage drinking and I just don't recall? I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah, it was just a, an open mic night at Grovacious, and I think you were maybe there with Lucas. Oh. But I just remember Jason had like a lot of build up, like, you're gonna meet my best friend ever. You're gonna meet the person I've been best friends with since I was three. And like, I'm sure to him it was like exciting, but pretty normal because he doesn't build things up like that. But in my head, it was like, oh my God, this is like worse than meeting his parents. <laughs> this is a big deal. Oh, I feel so bad because now I don't remember that at all, but that might have been, if that was before Jason graduated, then that's when we met, and I don't <laughs> remember. But Thank if I was, God you don't remember. I also feel bad because I wish I had been better at being the best friend since Jason was three and been, like, way more involved with that night than I was. <laughs> well, that means I got a second chance, which... This may be worse because I remember being super mad at him at his graduation, so hopefully I did not make a bad impression. No, I don't remember you being mad. Oh, good. <laughs> I was. I'm still mad about it today. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just was, you know, his kid girlfriend, so I already felt very insecure about being like, I'm not graduating, but my boyfriend is. And then I went down to the floor to go take pictures with all the graduates because I had a lot of friends in that grade and I spent like 30 minutes looking for Jason and finally texted him and was like hey what about our pictures together he was like oh I already went home you can meet me at my house though I was like okay cool so when were you gonna like tell me that you just left that's so bad I'd be mad too you had every right <laughs> his house is like two minutes from the stadium or whatever that we all graduated at. Yeah, the Centrum, I think, is what it was called then. They changed it because now some credit union sponsors them. So it's now like the credit union name event center or something. But at the time, it was the Centrum. And that's way cooler. Yeah, I like that more too. And he left. And I was mad. I am mad now, 10 years <laughs> plus later. Well, I'm glad I didn't show up at his house and make a huge fuss. No, I just remember us all sitting on his couch looking at his dad's old yearbook pictures. Aww. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, it was me and him and our friend Lauren and you. I don't remember if Chase was there or not. Yeah, I vaguely remember that day at all. Yeah. I might have to edit, like, some of this, because I feel like it will be very mundane to hear us talking about, do you remember this person being- Do you remember when- <laughs> It's fun. Everybody likes this. Everybody likes our trip down memory lane. Yeah. Uh, I'm still panicking about being such a lame friend at the open mic night at Groovacious. <laughs> oh no. Ugh, I was you know my memory is pretty terrible. All I remembered was the place and looking forward <laughs> to meeting you and then being like, oh she's way cool. This is not good. <laughs> That's gonna be very tricky. And then you found out that I'm super lame. <laughs> In a good way. I never found that out. That's your deepest secret. <laughs> You'll always be cool in my eyes. Aww. You'll always be cool in my eyes, and I still love your highlighter sweater. Thank you. It's welcome, gone now. Welcome to the Emily and Raquel fan cast, where Emily and Raquel are fans of each other. <laughs> and that's the show. Because, you know, 18 again, we had a good time. We loved the show. Thank you 100 million times to Amelia for recommending this one. Yes. It was so good. It was my favorite. <laughs> But we did all of our spinoffs during our episodes. We wasted all our bonus material. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we could still play Who's That Face, just like a little bit of Who's That Face, because there were a couple of faces that okay. popped up. Um, I don't have the I tab pulled. I just had the one. I don't have the tab pulled up anymore, because, uh, spoiler, you know, a little peek behind the curtains, we had to do a restart halfway through this episode. I'll pull mine up, and you can tell me the character names, and I'll tell you the actor names. Okay. So, Wu Young. I that fully. Lee Do Hyun. Lee Do Hyun. I fully did not remember at all that he was in Hotel de Luna, even a little bit. We might have even talked about it, and then my brain re deleted that information. <laughs> it's not the most useful information, but it is. A super fun fact. Yeah, because I was reading an interview that was... that At the end of the interview, the article just said something about, be sure to go back and watch him in Hotel de Luna. And so obviously he was a big part, and I was stressing that they were talking about him like he was a main character, and I did not remember this main character. He was a fairly main character. Yeah, it says he was a supporting role. But I'm sorry, the the historical romance of that show was just way more interesting. And I'm going to say he was a main role. Not mm-hmm. the main role. He doesn't have to, like, take over the spot or anything. But there can be three main characters, and he yeah. was one of them. He wasn't a supporting role, I didn't feel like. But, you know, I guess, I guess, agree to disagree, Vicky Castless. Yes, we yeah we had a good time with Lee Do Hyun in Hotel de Luna as past life love interest. Yes, and I loved him. He was so great, and then I totally forgot about his existence. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize, because he did such a good job in that show, I didn't realize he was like kind of a breakout actor at that point. I just took it for granted that he was a superstar that I didn't recognize. And they're like, no, no, no. He's, like, hitting the ground running. He did Hotel de Luna. Then he did, like, 18 again, and then Sweet Home. And he's still he's still killing it. He's just getting started. Have you seen any of Sweet Home? I watched episode one. Was it good? It was way good. It was pretty spooky, as you can imagine. And very trippy. I think a lot more trippy than I thought it would be. I'm very much into horror, not as much into, uh, like... Surreal. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I think there's maybe... And correct me if it is not this, but I feel like there's a horror genre that is a horror that makes you question reality. Kind of like a madness horror. Mm-hmm. Is it like that, where you don't know what's real and what's not, and that's part of the horror? Or is it just kind of weird and surreal? I think it's just kind of weird. Because I will say, as much as I didn't like that this show was trippy, I think trippy, psychological, can't really tell what's going on horror, is one of my favorite genres. I love psychological horror. And this show was more just like I couldn't track. There were so many different storylines and so many different things. And it all started to come together towards the end of the episode. So I think if you keep watching the series, it starts to make more sense and you can get a better grip on reality. But the the direction of the first episode was a little bit scattered. And so I wasn't super drawn to it. Yeah, that tracks. Well, if any of our listeners are big Lee Do-hyun fans and also loved Sweet Home and want us to add it to the watch list, let us know. We can do that. We love horror. And Mm -hmm. it might be a show that we wouldn't want to miss. Yes. Perhaps. And we we just don't know it right now until you tell us that we don't want to miss it. But so far I just watched one episode and I wasn't crazy about it. So you gotta tell me to watch more. Yeah. Was he a main character in it? I don't remember. Mm. Genuinely unsure. It's been a while. It's been a minute. <laughs> um, we also just watched Sound of Your Heart. We are restarting that. Yeah. Probably Jason's favorite K drama. <laughs> 
he was so jealous we were starting that for the watch parties. He's like, okay, we're going to rewatch that show once we're done with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That'll be our show. And That's I think they're coming one. out with a season two, right? Um, For Sound of Your Heart? Yes. I hadn't heard, but if they are, that's fantastic. It's a pretty old drama for them to revisit it, because it's like, what, four or five years old? It was new when you guys first watched it and showed me the first episode, but they were pretty heavy-handed with the poop jokes in the first episode, so it didn't catch <laughs> my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we're rewatching it and we've gotten more than an episode in, I actually think it's there are some things that feel like peak comedy in that one. Right? Oh, yeah. So- I, I thought I was wondering if you chose it because I, when I clicked on Netflix, it said season two is coming. Oh, yeah, I didn't know, but that's exciting. <gasps> I, uh, I always have this urge to show my boyfriend all of the shows that Jason loves, all of the K-dramas that Jason loves, as this last-ditch effort to try and get him into K-dramas, because Jason is not into K-dramas, and so when he loves one, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is a K-drama for boys who don't like (laughs) K-dramas. I shouldn't call them boys. Men who don't like K-dramas. That's probably inaccurate, and not how it works, because I tried to show him the best K-drama that's ever existed that Jason also loved, which is Mr. Sunshine. And he was asleep halfway <laughs> through the first episode. So, you know, I, I don't... Because it's, like, really long, and it's about a- East Asian history, which is, like, Jason's thing. Yeah, his wheelhouse. His wheelhouse. He's, like, I don't know if I told you, he's trying to integrate the first battle of that show into his capstone project he's super stoked to be like mr sunshine never leave me i love that so much but maybe sound of your heart they're only like 25 minute episodes maybe that's a little more palatable yeah i tried to get him to watch i don't even watch anime and i tried to get him to watch an anime with me and he hung in there okay and then we watched the movie at the end of the first season it was demon slayer if anyone wants a recommend this is the portion of the show where we go off the rails and we just start talking about stuff that is not (laughs) what we're here to talk about uh i watched demon slayer and it was very good i almost never watch anime it's been years since i've gotten into an anime uh, this one was recommended by a friend, and it's dope. And it's one there's... of the most popular shows in Japan. It's insane over here. It, I mean, it definitely has its issues. There's two characters that become main character, or I guess pretty close to the main cast, that I am not a huge fan of. But other than that... It's fantastic. The animation is beautiful. The story is so good. The main main characters, the two main mains, are amazing. They're so great. There's a first season and then a movie right now. And we watched the first season. My boyfriend hung in there like a champ. He almost (laughs) always falls asleep during shows and movies. He has a hard time staying awake for anything. And then we got to the movie, and he fell asleep halfway through the movie. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we've just got to watch the other half another time. And so last night, we tried to watch the second half of the movie. So not even the full movie again. We weren't even giving it the full time. (laughs) He still was falling asleep. I just kept on, I put my foot on his knee, and I just jiggle, like, shake his knee with my foot (laughs) whenever he started to fall asleep. Because I was like, you've got to stick with me we're not doing this anymore we only have four more days on our free trial (laughs) yeah where are you watching that uh we're on funimation but i'm sure it's on crunchyroll as well well the series is on netflix the movie is Mm -hmm. on funimation okay yeah i think the series has been on netflix we have japanese netflix so it's it's been on there forever, but they didn't have subtitles for a really long time, so we gave up on it pretty quickly. Mm. I watched it. I also generally prefer to watch anything, K-dramas or animes, with subtitles instead of dubs. But my favorite voice actor is in the dub of um, Demon Slayer. So he's not even a super main character, but he's there. And so I had to watch it with the dubs just to, 
I didn't even know he was there. We just started with dubs, and I was like, maybe we should switch. And then I heard his voice, and I was like, I guess we have to stay. <laughs> Who is it? Matt Mercer. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super good. Uh, they, before we end this complete spiral, <laughs> kind of the opposite. I also usually prefer to watch things with subtitles instead of dubs. But I just saw on Amazon Prime, they have Game of Thrones, but the dubbed version, the Japanese dub. And I was like, oh, it might be time to rewatch season one. Jason's like, if I rewatch that show, I would probably just rewatch season one, like over and over again. I could watch that one forever. Mm-hmm. I was like, is that a good way to study Japanese is just to watch Game of Thrones with a dub? I hope so, because that's, that's the plan. I mean, I feel like if you've seen it enough times, especially, like, listening to it in English, because I, I have seen Game of Thrones season one too many times. I'll say it, I'll commit too many times, because I got the DVDs, because <laughs> I loved it. I got the DVDs when they released. I was so into it. I wanted to commit to buying a series, an HBO series, which that gets expensive, but I thought for sure that I would love it enough to buy the entire series. So I, I got season one, and I showed it to everyone. Jason and I, Jason was the first person I showed it to. And then Jason and I showed it to you. And then we went to the comic book shop and showed it to all of our cool comic book friends. And then <laughs> we, uh, I showed it to... I don't know, just all of our friends over and over again. But I watched mm-hmm. it with them every time. I Can't have, not. It's yeah, so good. I've probably seen it 16 times. <laughs> so yeah, I, if you watch it 16 times in English, and then you start watching it in Japanese because you have it memorized, then I think you just automatically learn Japanese, right? I think that's, I'm really hoping that's how it works. Hmm. I'll let you know. <laughs> Here's hoping. Uh, I think that all started because Kodokjin, a.k.a. Kim Gan-hyun, wow, I butchered that name, <laughs> was in Sound of Your Heart as a comic book editor. Yes, yes, Boom. and we got so excited when we saw him. We both immediately just, in the little chat for the watch party, just started typing, Jin, he's here! <laughs> he's here! Wow. Uh, what a, what a nice little full circle there. There just were not faces that I recognized. Like, freaking that man who played Duck Jin, Kim Gong-hyun, has, like, a million shows on his page. He's been in a lot of things. And Jung Da-jung, Kim Han-yul, has also been in quite a few things and won awards for most of them like she's killing it yeah she's a fantastic actress i just i think everyone's like that in this show there's a lot of people in a lot of shows i just didn't recognize most of them i haven't seen a lot of the shows they've been in and that's on me that's not on these nice lovely people but that's why this who's that face portion got a little out of control is because I didn't recognize a lot of these faces. There's a lot of faces we didn't know. Um, And maybe there's some we knew. And then I think we called out a couple that we knew pretty early on that we didn't feel like dwelling on. Like um, Lee Ki-woo was in the first half of the series as the basketball villain Il Kwan. But he's the only person that as we were in the process of watching that I can think that I was like, I know that dude. That's fair. And then the mom, of course. Every everyone's mom. The every everyone's mom. mom. Omnimom. <laughs> Apparently the woman who played second female lead Okie Jin, the teacher, her name's Kim Yuri. And she was in Kill Me Heal Me. As well as The Master's Son, and in The Master's Son, she was also the second female lead. And I haven't seen that in so long that I completely forgot about her. That's on me. But she's in a couple amazing shows that I've seen. I think she's the only other one 
but she had the opposite effect. Instead of being like, where do I know her from? I was like, I have watched her shows. Why do I not know her? Yikes. It's it's hard sometimes when you've seen so many, I don't know. It's starting to go in the opposite direction, it feels like, where at first it felt great that I was starting to recognize faces and that I was kind of following some people's careers. Now it's going in the opposite direction, where my brain is too full of things, and it is expelling details, and, you know, Just stuff right and it, left. Yeah, it's like, this doesn't matter, we need to get rid of this, you need to find some skills that you can use in your life to produce an income <laughs> so it's time to kick this out <laughs> it's doing a great job my brain has very little information in it right now i'm on autopilot yeah you got that mom brain you're focused on an entire other human so like that's pretty amazing i'm gonna take that excuse and run with it for like the next 20 years <laughs> just got that mom brain guys don't worry about me it's just a mom brain thing <laughs> um, do you have anything else for this bonus episode? Do we have any awards? Ugh. I did not think about awards at all. I thought about awards actually most of the time that I was watching. And the only person I could come up with for a Bus Stop Girl award has a name, has a pretty big role, but it's the only person I could think of that just does good turns and that's kind of it. Um, it is the anchor who's 30 years old and comes in at the same time as Jung Da Jung and calls her Nuna. And it's just kind of a background character, but a sweet and calming presence. I liked her a lot. I don't think she's a bus stop girl, technically. But I just want to give her a shout out because I love her energy being like, calling out this, this younger anchor for being so catty and petty and always like accepting Jung Da Jung being like the better person and taking the high road because I'm totally her I'm on the low road I'm over here being like are you kidding me look at that bitch <laughs> and I appreciated her her being humbled by Jung Da Jung pretty constantly and never changing always calling out BS when she saw it and yeah just generally being a good friend like she mm -hmm. got, she's got some bus stop girl energy. I think we should give it to her. Because the only other person I could even think of is Ji Hoon's brother. And he, I mean, if anything, is like a happy award winner, but he's not a dog. Oh, he's so close, though. Yeah. He's such a good boy. He's got the energy. I would give him the honorary happy award winner award. Okay. Happy, happy award winner award. <laughs> I'd honorary. give him that. <laughs> yeah, the only other bus stop girl I could think of would be the the tea man, the old old man with the tea and the oranges. But like, what did he do? I feel like they just kind of made him a wink wink character, but never told you what he was winking about. It's like implied that he made um Wu Young. He like invented Wu Young. <laughs> but he just kind of hangs around the show. Yeah, for real. I No, I agree that I just, I think that he did some work, but he, it feels like a gamble to, you know, toss someone into a younger body and hope it all works out for that person. It, it feels less like a good turn and more like a <laughs> roll of the dice. <laughs> That's this old dude's energy. Okay. Okay, I see you. E. Okay. We'll give the happy award to the brother, the bus stop girl award to our our good friend, anchor woman. Yeah. And then uh, I think that's everything. If you guys wait, have... what's your rating? What oh, do you rate shoot. this show? Man, I'm just trying to skip over everything. Um, I would give this show a. It's tough because I think we dragged it a little bit, but <laughs> a lot. As a complete work, I thought it was pretty good. I kind of want to go with like an 8.5. No, I was going to say 8.5. Oh, I think that's the play on K rating. Usually we can wow. land on a solid number, but we're going with the 8.5. <laughs> yeah, an 8 feels too low with all these good vibes I had at the end. Mm -hmm. But 
a nine feels too high with how much we dragged it, and I stick by some of the contentions I had. Yep. If you want to know what those contentions are, go and listen to episodes one through four, where we review the them, you know, four no, episodes No, I think it was five time. through eight. I thought one through four, we were happy. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, I mean, like, episodes of the podcast, one through four. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. I got oh. there. But, yeah. Uh, other than that, 8.5, that feels right. That feels good. We're the mm-hmm. same. We agree on this one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you have a rating, now we can do now we can do our finale. If you have a rating you want to share with us, or any thoughts, or a recommendation for a next show... Please email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we also have our social media where you can just do a little shout out, say hey, comment somewhere, you know, just do some do some work on social media if that's your thing. And that is at playonkpodcast on Instagram and at playonk on Twitter. If you want to find all of our past episodes, if you want to leave any comments or sign up for our newsletter or find links to our affiliates, you can find all of that at playonk.com. Yeah, and then we also are on many different streaming sites. Yeah, we're on many different streaming sites. Uh, On many of those, you can rate, review, and subscribe. Doing any of those things helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. It helps us out a bunch and we super appreciate it and finally we are on patreon if you want to help the show directly you can visit us at patreon.com slash play on k to either just drop by give us give us a little little bit of coffee money and get a shout out on the podcast or you can sign up for our five dollar tier and get all of our bonus content each month yeah, and we appreciate all of our patrons so much, and thank you. And then we appreciate our listeners so much as well. Thank you for listening to our episode, and join us next week where we'll start a new K-drama. Yeah, thank you, thank you. K-bye. Okay, K-bye. Okay,